Can we restart it again so I get the drums right? Hey everybody, welcome to Conversation Romance, the podcast. How is everybody doing this Monday evening? We are broadcasting to you live from the worldwide studios of Bell Out Productions, Sarah, Oklahoma. You hear the affordable Don Henley in the background playing with the Eagles. Alexa, volume down to Don, I just played 45 seconds of your song and I didn't pay a penny. You want it? Come get it, you dickhead. I'll teach you a lesson. I will never forget the parking lot of the Whole Foods, man. It's me and you, buddy. I'm just teasing. Just teasing, Don, but no, really, come get me. I could use the press. Hey, everybody, my name is Jeff Johnson. I am the host of Conversation Romance, the podcast. I'm also the host of Conversation Romance, the, the Conversational Kitchen. Now, we might even be starting the conversational kindergarten class. It's crazy as that sounds, right? I know. We have uh, some of our busiest and closest friends in the, in the chat room tonight. You, can we see the chat on the recording when we publish it, Shirley, or no? Does it show up? There's a... Well, there's a... Why did I get banned? Oh, Kathy, oh, all right. So Kathy over in the in the uh, in the audience, she wants to know why I'm banned on TikTok. Normally, what I do with these on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I have a TikTok live going on. Bell out one three five zero zero. By the way, and then uh, and then we roll it into the podcast where we can do stuff that we can't do on TikTok. Say stuff that we can't say on TikTok. However, uh, when it comes down to the main account. I was eating ice cream, apparently too provocatively for TikTok, in bed for bre breakfast one morning, and they banned me for that. Might, the, 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 the next time, I, I'm not quite sure why I got banned this time, but I'm sure it was something offensive to the millennials. Right. So, well, so Erica says you can't see the, the comments on the podcast, so we'll, we'll look into that, see if that's a thing we can do. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody that joined us. We have, uh, looks like seven people in there tonight. It might be a record. Just more people than it'll download, that's for sure. Yeah, let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can download it to any of them, right, Shirley? All right, so what are we doing tonight besides uh, trying to piss off Don Henley and just keep the streak going on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays? I find my iPhone alert. Oh, dude, my... I might get several of those. I've been hit. I tried to find my phone earlier, use my watch. I hit like 14 times and never made a noise. So we might get 13 of these left over. Sorry, Shirley. So what are we here to do tonight? I want to talk about virtue signaling. And I want to talk about Christianity and virtue signaling. Or it might be even, we might even call this Christianity signaling. And I know in my past, the last two years of doing this, I have not spoke much about religion and politics, but that is over, everybody. You want to talk about politics? I'm your man. You want to talk about religious? I'm your man. Religious? Religions. I'm your man. I've been around the world, I don't know, several hundred times, sometimes three or four times a month, and I'm not even exaggerating. When you fly from here to... Uh, Sri Lanka and back three times and have to stop in Saudi Arabia you, you see a few things and you learn a little bit about religions but we're also I also want to talk a little bit about anger and jealousy and the difference between the two and how sometimes your man is really not jealous he's just flat out mad 
Um, maybe, maybe tell you, I, I can tell you how to figure out the difference in me. Uh, that's about it. And then we'll have just a regular grab bag of sexual windows and inappropriate comments that we can't do on any other platform but here. Maybe Instagram. Oh, should I do an Instagram live while we're doing this? Can't hurt, right? Cannot hurt, everybody. My kind of well, there you go, Christina. You talking about the innuendos? Hey, if you need some innuendos, go check out Christina's Instagram. Meow. Add a title, conversation, or romance. Dot com. That's the title. All right. There we go. I won't pay any attention to Instagram. We'll just see what happens. Let it run. See who shows up. I only have like a thousand followers over there. Maybe fifteen hundred. I don't know. It seems like the video is better over there, though. Maybe I need a... Maybe, should we do the side profile the whole time? Sure. Does that make it seem like a... Uh, all right. So why do I want to talk about virtue signaling and Christianity right now? Well, because that's what's going on in my life right now, Lobster Girl. If you, so on the uh, over on the Instagram live, we're actually doing the podcast live. So feel free to join us over there if you want to. So earlier this week, wait, Monday, later last week, we'll go with that. Later last week, I had, uh, I did a post. It was a repost from, uh, from back in the day when I first got trip and I was still sitting at the ranch, in the frozen tundra going through or about to be in the process of just starting my fifth divorce. I was lower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. I think is how that goes. And here's the thing. I just did a simple post. It was like, hey, you know, uh, life's tough. Life's been rough, rough, yada, yada, yada. And I've been, I've adopted dogs my whole entire life, yada, yada. And I bought a dog for the first time, which is Trip now. And it turns out that Trip saved me. That's kind of what this video said. And somebody that's been following me for a very, very long time and has always been pleasant and nice said, that's not a savior. Jesus Christ is your savior. Or she said something about the fact of, I know a better savior than your dog is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I get that, right? But that's not the point of the post. And so I said, fine, ma'am. I said, I think my response was, it's okay. Not everybody gets it. And then, or whatever. And she was, not everybody gets what? And I said, well, man, okay. Christianity. If you want to, if you want to teach me a lesson, if you, if you, you want to teach me about Jesus Christ, well, teach me. And I got crickets. Right, and I got people that say things like, you know, well, are you a Christian? That's not the point. The answer to that question should not have any uh, bearing on the discussion. Well, are you being sarcastic? Again, you as a Christian, supposedly, reached out to me telling me that you would like to tell me about Jesus Christ, which is the, that's the mission, right? And when I said, okay, tell me, not a word was said about Jesus Christ. All I got done then was gaslit. Well, that you're being rude and well, how am I supposed to do that? And then eventually blocked before I could even get to the point and tell her that all she was doing was virtue signaling. And virtue signaling, if you don't know, it's when you beat your chest big and proud. It's like every, it's like almost every Instagram post you've ever seen in your life. Hi, Instagram. Is that... Look how good I am. Look how big I am. I'm giving money to the homeless. 
you know, they show you, they show you, you're giving a twenty dollar bill to the homeless. You go, Have a good day, everybody, and then you ask for change. That's virtue signaling, right? You get that, Shirley? It's it's just, oh, and it all it is is people chiming in, not related to the topic at all, saying, "Hey, look how good I am, and look how bad you are." And I even said, I think in one of the responses, I said, hey, what's so wrong about my dog? And why can't Jesus Christ be in my dog? Right? Seems, seems legitimate. So, what do you think, how, how, how many posts on social media are you going to believe these days? And I don't believe any of them until I see proof that they're not virtue signaling, right? It's like, I'm going to show you how good I am. I'm going to show you. Oh, all right. Case in point, the people that are not virtue signaling are these one, these gym rats. Monkey nuts. How in the world do you have nine abs? Right. Have you seen? So those people are not virtue signaling because <laughs> they're doing the work. Right. And. It's easy to tell they're doing the work, right? Because you can see the ripples and the bumps and the things that you've never seen before. As I didn't know that we had nine, nine now. I have six most of the time on a good day, but right now you can only see four of them working on it. Those bottom two are shit to get to. We're working on that, but there, what's the litmus test for who's virtue signaling outside of social media, outside of the gym? Why do I get mad when people look at me and call me uh, a narcissist? Why did I get mad at that lady earlier that said, you're a piece of shit. No wonder no woman ever wants to date you. It's your fault you've been divorced five times. I mean, that lady doesn't know me. I don't think she knows me, <laughs> but she might. There's a lot of people in the past that have a legitimate reason to think I'm an asshole, right? That's not, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Definitely not surely. Right, but tell me if I'm wrong, Erica and Christina, the eight people in, on Instagram. Tell me if I'm wrong, but not everybody thinks the same about us. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I mean, I have people in my life that will swear to God I'm probably the worst human that's ever been on the planet. They'll tell you I smell bad. They'll tell you my teeth are ugly. I'm, it's their opinion of me. And then I'll have other people tell you I'm the greatest thing on the planet. Now, those people are paid very well by me, but they're still out there, right? And so I, I guarantee you there's a lot of people going, that, that look at my, my Georgia Peach and go, oh, that poor thing, she's about to get destroyed, and her, you know what I mean? And Not that way. <laughs> but I'm not that guy anymore. And I'm not the, I'm not the same person to everybody. And I don't, I don't want to be purposeful different I want to in my purposeful life I want to be the same to everybody but that's not possible right well many many over on Instagram wants to know whose opinion does matter hey many if you want to join us if anybody on Instagram wants to join the actual podcast have your camera and, and microphone ready go to conversationalromance.com and click the button that says join as a guest be more than happy to have you on. Get your opinion about this stuff. 
So Christina in the chat, she don't she doesn't think I'm wrong. That's why I like Christina mostly. Quick to judge, little information, no context. That is the life right now, man. And Karen wants to know why can't I be the same to everyone? Because everyone doesn't treat me like I treat everyone. I'll try I try to treat everyone the same way now, right? With respect and kindness. But when when it's met with bullshittiness, that's the thing, right? When it's met with poopy attitudes and hateful, and I'll even give them a choice. I'll say, hey, are you sure that's how you want this to go? Are you, do you sure you know me to call me, the, know me well enough to call me all these things? Are you, do you really want to be a person that judges others? And they're like, fuck you, asshole. I'll do what I want. And I said, okay, here we go. I got... You can say y'all are good at being bad. I got 50 years of being a real nasty mother. You know what I mean? I'm talking. I would say things to perfect strangers on airplanes with an intent of them never speaking to me again that 17 hour flight. I, I would say things to them to, to try to deter them from even looking at me. All right. Karen, everybody. It's people in real life. Social media I don't really count as treating. And I think one of the greatest things about Peaches is that she's on a camp, she's on a crusade almost to tell people how nice I am and how polite I am and how much of a gentleman I am and how I'm, I am perfect in church and I'm perfect. I act, I act right everywhere I go. I don't speak out of line. I don't do anything. I'm just a, I'm a teetotaler, right? Off the air, she's convinced. She's, she's. I just want people to know you're not the guy online. And I says, "Honey, sweetheart, uh, I want the people to think I'm that guy online. Keeps them the hell away from me, right? Keeps my circle close. The problem is, I was this. I was this out of line, you know, all the time before." I don't care if I was running down the road trying to loosen my load or how many seven women on my mind. It didn't really matter. I was just a dickhead all the time. Uh, I was happy to take it easy, though, you know. That's right, Don Henley. I just plagiarized your lyrics. Come get me, boy. Hey, Carly, how are you? Hey, Carly, why don't you join us on the podcast? Conversationromance.com. Click the guest button. <coughs> so Kat, so Kathy in the chat says that she's very judgmental. Why? You, you say it almost like you're proud of it, Kathy, but are you proud of it or is it something you want to change just a little bit? <coughs> Erica says you don't always have the same energy. And I agree with that. Energy, I'm, I don't have the energy today. And the only patience I have are... <laughs> Trip has a, he's already accounted for all the patience I have when I woke up this morning. So virtue signaling is a thing that Christian, Christianity signaling, Christian signaling. And I, here's the thing. I've never claimed to be a Christian. I am. I was saved when I was four years old. I think I've told that story enough, so I won't bore you with that one. 
but I believe I was saved at four years old. And the preacher that saved me, he said he I talked him into it because he tried. He, he said he wouldn't do it, and I ended up talking him into it. Right, a four year old talking him into it. But he also, when I talked to him later, when he married me the first time, or when he performed the ceremony at my first marriage, he only married me once. Uh, he he told me he remembered that day like, and he thought about it all the time. And he never baptized anybody under the age of twelve again. He said there were you know, he allowed it by the youth minister or whoever, but he would not do it. He said he was freaked out because I told him that he I was afraid that if I didn't get saved now at four, I wouldn't ever be saved. I told him I, I needed the protection. He said very he said very clearly I used the word protection. Maybe there was a four-year-old boy in, a, in an abusive home trying to give hints or trying to get help, or maybe it was just a, it wasn't a four-year-old boy at all. Maybe that was the Lord reaching down and saying, save this boy, he's going to need it. I have done everything bad you can do. I, I, I sat in church one time and prayed to make a deal with the devil. I was like, I was like 10 years old. Oh, cool, Carly. It was like 10 years old, and man, that was a rough year, right? That was the year that uh, Sharon sat down the sat down beside me and told me I had, the house was mine now, right? Your stepfather is leaving us, which he wasn't. He was leaving her. Your stepfather is leaving us, and now the house is your household chores. You were, so I was at a 2,000-square-foot ranch house with a pool and a giant yard and a fence that had more holes in it the southern border. And all of a sudden, it was a ten. Is my house? I remember sitting there in that church um, with the youth group where we sat on the little side and saying, "I'm sorry, God, but I can't do this anymore." Devil, if you can make me good looking, if you can make me tall, if you can make me strong, I'll I'll, I'll trade you. I did. And I remember that day. It was like it wasn't just a day. That was like for weeks. I prayed that. Yeah, I prayed to the devil in church when I was a kid. What does that say about a person? Yeah? Any ideas? So, anyway, I am a Christian. If you go by the King James Version of the of the uh, New Testament, I am a Christian. I have been saved. But, I have done everything in the world to try to get out of it. <laughs> you can't break a deal with the devil. Well, thank God you can't break a deal with him either. Right? Do I believe in a fiery Dante's pit of hell? No. No. No, I believe in that that bar hell. You know what I mean? Ooh, Erica? Why'd you have to point that out? I didn't even want to go there. But Erica's right. So Erica in the chat, she says, uh, me praying to the devil in church says I was desperate for any sort of help in a terrible situation. And you pray to the devil too? Yeah. And the, the, but why, the, here's the thing, Erica and Christina. Thank you for agreeing with that. But I didn't pray for help in the situation. I prayed for good looks and muscles. But I, I think it was because I wanted to be like the older kids, right? I wanted to be old enough to. I wanted to be big enough and strong enough to do what my mother told me I had to do. Because I don't care, man. I don't know if it's DNA. I don't know if it's 180,000 years of being humans on the planet. I don't know what it is, but I want to provide. 
I want I did need it. I thought I needed it to get surviving. This was this way. I don't know if it was a deal or just genetics, but I'm I think it did okay. Which worries me a bit. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I don't know. Just want to, I want to provide. I mean, I think every man wants to do that, right? So, I mean, <clears throat> so I'm not complaining about this because I think all of us are at the age-appropriate level. We were latchkey kids, right? We were the first kids, besides you know, besides the ones of the 1780, you know, long time ago. But we were the first ones left in the house when we were in third grade. Who know? Who who else do you know that was cooking bacon and eggs and toast and timing it right when they were eight? Right? I mean, third grade, <laughs> you're making full breakfast. Still can't put hash browns worth of shit from scratch. So it's not like my childhood was that different than ever, than a lot of people's, right? We were all early parentized, right? And oh shit, I hate you guys. You so and, and that's that brings me back to virtue signaling, right? I'm sitting here asking you why y'all do it and why it's done. Everybody else does it, but. The reason I hate it so much is that's what my mom did. Yeah, right. The king of the the king of the, the, the queen of the hypocrites, right? So I mean, we were in church every single time that door was open, right? And then she was in the bar every other night it was open, and she was in the bed every other weekend. Somebody's every other weekend. I'm not sure I did much better by my daughter, but we'll have to see. I got a few more years to find out, I hope. But it is what it is. What do you think, Shirley? Are you on are you involved to do they hear your voice? No? No, they're probably wondering who the hell I'm talking to. So this was a good twenty minute rant of uh Christianity and virtue signaling. And guess what? Freud would be very, very happy to know that it all came down to my mother. And I'm sure as soon as, if we dig deep enough, it'll have, if according to him, it'll have something to do with my penis. There we go, right? What are you going to do? But that, the very fact that I've been speaking to this woman online, it wasn't so, it was social media, it wasn't like a real person. But on social media, we've been interacting for almost two years. And she said, Jeff, I thought we were friends. And I said, we are. Tell me about Jesus. She wouldn't do it. This. No. Said, no, I don't like your attitude. Whew. Wow. Well, that's a good question. Karen, Karen asked. Hey, Deidre D, how are you? Karen asked, uh, I'm curious, why did you never talk about religion prior to meeting the gal you are seeing now? And now you are. I'm going to need you to dig deep in your memory here, Shirley. It, it is a little bit curious, and it does have, there is a connection between the peach and, and the religion talk. But I think it was around the first of the year, Shirley, right when I said it's time to, for people to know who I am. It was, it was a decision made, and I've recorded several podcasts that I've never played. If you go into Jeff's studio, you'll see them. There, it's just, uh, I did two years without it, almost two years without doing any politics or any religion. And 
after I don't know I felt I, I feel that one of the things <clears throat> one of the reasons I have the just a little bit of following that I do have is because I'm honest no matter how it makes me look <laughs> it makes me look good I tell it twice if it makes me look bad I tell it three times right because I don't know I've lied to everybody so much I couldn't do it anymore and I felt by continuing to have an online relationship with so many of the same people, it was hiding part of me. And it wasn't really, I was, it was being, it was lying by omission. Right. I didn't want to do that. So it was the first, I believe it was the first year, wasn't it? I think so. What the heck, Shirley? My camera's messing up. Shit. There we go. So... That was the decision. And then what happened with the peach? Here is the crux, right? So what happened with the peach was, um, she is, she's a, she's a, a prominent member in her church and she has been forever. So when I was out there for a date, she said, would you like to go to church with me? And I said, sure. Uh, that was probably, I don't know. Our third date was church. Second date was church, I think. Anyway. <clears throat> it was magical. I mean, the message was not that good. It was a it was a sermon I've heard a hundred times and it, it, with no original opinion or original thought. It was a sermon about, you know, how how we're uh, a Christian community treats widows. It's not. And apparently it was a whole series. I caught the end of it. Thank goodness. Because, I mean, it's a horrible series. But it didn't matter. And the music, I wasn't a big fan of the music. Nope. I didn't really like the music because it was the praise music. Like, whoop, whoop. No, none of that stuff. I didn't even like the building that it was in. It was in an old uh, food lion grocery store converted right i i love a church with a you know some some seating like that and and uh amazing grace and a piano and you know just as thou art I, who is art by the way why is he so why do they sing about him so much and pews and preachers that uh, and this preacher is up there making inappropriate what i felt were inappropriate pulpit jokes like like sexual innuendos and that weren't very good, right? And not appropriate. And even even the room, every time he would say in the room, uh, right? But it was the people, it was the feeling, it was the first time I was in a church in over sixteen years that was didn't involve a funeral or wedding was a difference, right? Funeral only has one person, wedding has two. Uh, and this is a little bit uncomfortable because it was it was second or third date time and after growing up in the south in the southern baptist you know in convention era um me too Chris, christina says she like has the traditional service stuff but i know how to be a church man Right? I mean, I know how to act like a churchman in public. I've never been a much of a religious, godly type person in my 
private life. But I know how to fake it in church. I know what the look is. And I felt so comfortable there with her. And I don't know why it was her. But, man, I did not want, I didn't want it to end. As bad as the message was, as much as I, I mean, I listened intently. I read the, I read the Bible with long with it. And I participated. I was, I was all, I was thinking about what I would do different. But, you know, that's kind of me anyway. So, I don't know. To answer your question. Well, agnostic is how I describe myself too, Eric. If, if you couldn't prove it with science, I didn't believe it. I had no faith. But I have faith now. The biggest hypocrites in church. Yeah, Christina. I was sitting over there praying to the devil for good looks and a big wiener. I mean, come on. I mean, bustle, sorry. I might have said wiener too. I don't know. Oh, wait. That's how I know it. I, I, I didn't get that, so I'm not in a contract. So... I don't know. Sunday Christians, yeah, you got King's King James Guilters. You got, you know, I, I my my favorite one was when you were sitting in church and you look over there and people got hand stamps from the night before, right? A little stamp on your hands. Like I, I used to go to high school with those stamps on my hand all the time because I had a fake ID, seven chest hairs, and that thirteen mustache hair. So I get in anywhere back in the eighties. Star Wars is it? yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have? Is there? I'm sure there's a Star Wars church that's official 301C, right? That gets tax breaks and everything else. Yeah. Maybe I don't know how good they were on Sundays, Kathy. Come into church, smell like Hennessy and ass. It's like you didn't take that weave out of your hair, lady. What the hell are you doing? Bra's lopsided because one of your chicken cutlets fell out on the ground when you were puking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know about the chicken cutlets, you jackasses. Here, one of these days, so I heard that Rocky Jeans are coming back, and if you're from the South, you know what Rocky Jeans were about back in the '80s. So here's here's my word. Here's the worst date scenario you could ever do. You go to a bar and you pick up a beautiful woman in, in boots and Rockies, right? So it's good. They make the butt look so good. And then uh, <laughs> you get home. You take off the Rockies and it's like like a shrink wrap mattress. <laughs> oh, because that's what they were good for. And you pop that shirt off and you got two chicken cutlasses in your hand and, for, and 14 Kleenexes. Like, what the, the hell is that? You pull it and then you take off the, the four pieces of weave and then the wig comes off and then you pull your eyelashes off of there and you're like, we're not far off from that, are we, Shirley? Yeah, I mean, that's the case, right? And and now, oh, don't even talk about the spanks. You sons of bitches. Between Rocky Jean, spanks, and I don't know, and chicken cutlets. Victoria's Secret is no secret. It's air, water, and coats. So, remember the Wonder Bra? Yeah. It made you wonder where everything was at when you took it off. <laughs> where'd everything... Where'd it go? Where'd who go? My favorite line from Top Gun. Where'd he go? Where'd who go? So... As far as 
you know, good people on Sunday and partiers the rest of the week and Sunday hypocrites and King James guilters. It's what is real anymore? Because I, I catch a little bit of slack in the social media world because I say, you know, I believe my God lives in my body. He lives in my heart and my spirit. And, you know, I think my spirit guides talk to him and I'm asleep kind of thing, right? They discuss stuff and the spirit guides tell me what they talked about when it's done. A little bit of a simplification of that, but it's pretty close. And, and my God's not in a book. I know, I know, I know. God's word but it's not it's not it's God's word that that was filtered down how many thousands of years by stories and men have you heard dude you give me my the grocery store is literally right there you tell me four things you want me to get I'll go to the grocery store and I'll get two of them and then two random shit that you never even talked about so you can't tell me that these stories are real and oh the newest, greatest thing I've ever heard in my life, maybe not the greatest thing, but close to it, is the Sumerian text of the original books, right? The ancient Sumerian text. It says that, so who are your, so are your religious views aligning with the peach? I don't know, we'll talk, talk about that in a second. But in the Sumerian text, they say the word Jesus or Alway or whatever the, the the original Hebrew word is, it translates to mushroom. Now we know we also know for a fact, especially due to the Gobekli Tepe discovery, right? And now in Spain, they've also discovered full, like like built and operated uh, Greek town, like Greek farms and villages that had all the things that you would find in Greece. They found them in Spain. <clears throat> and we also know that all of the wine jugs that they've recovered that had material left in them from ancient days, they all, every one of them had psychedelic mushroom traces in them, psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm not saying Jesus was a mushroom. That's not what I'm saying. Or am I? I'm not saying that they are. But, but, but just for fun, Go through a couple of your favorite Bible verses and replace Jesus with mushrooms. Mushrooms healed the leper. I mean, mushrooms raised Lazarus from the dead. I mean, I don't know how a mushroom ate the Last Supper. Maybe they had mushrooms for the Last Supper. Maybe that was it. And I don't know if you've ever done mushrooms or not, but they talk to you. Trust me, they talk to you. Right, Shirley? Oh, hey, I'm sorry, Shirley. Does the world know you do mushrooms on the regular now or no? Are we trying to keep that as... Oh, so we're... Don't, yeah, you can edit that out of you. Good luck finding it. I'll mark it for you just in case. I marked it just in case. 39.49. But... Hey, Mama Bear, how are you? So, I don't know what the solution is for to get rid of virtue signaling except for run like hell from anybody that does it. I, I don't believe anything online anymore. Even though, even those, <laughs> even those, even those YouTube videos of Juan, that guy that goes around and gives people AirPods and cars and stuff, you know, the guy that cuts a cord of their headphones. 
It's a beautiful prank, prank, but I hope it's real. I hope there's no strings attached, and I hope it's not virtue signaling of some kind. I guess, it's, is this part of getting old and curmudgeonly? Were you like this, Shirley? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's yours. That's <laughs> right? I'm beating you up tonight. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying, man. What else did I say I was going to talk about tonight? Hey, nobody reminded me. What was it? What were y'all supposed to remind me to talk about? Remember, I said, hey, if I don't talk about this in the next five minutes, somebody remind me. Oh, Christina surely doing so much more than just mushrooms, man. She's out there. How was that? That's why she got arrested the other day running naked through a target on acid right is that the rumor we're gonna start I, hey so here's the thing so i've been doing i've, I've done another <clears throat> i'm trying to do this um summer of love podcast series right so my neighbor's mother my neighbor's uh my neighbor's wife's mom She's been over twice. She was a child of the 60s. She was 16 in 1969. So we have been, we've been talking about her experiences in the summer of love. And she was, well, thank you, Mama Bear. She was fully vested in the 70s and the 60s culture, the free love culture, if you know what I mean. So I'm not going to say her name or anything else. I'm trying to work this into a podcast because I have so many. I have a lot of people in between the 60 and 75 age range, and she is, she's a pistol, man. We, we've, I, we've been in 1973 for three hours talking straight, and we're still not done. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. So I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get that, her to, to agree to do a live podcast, and we may get some people that are age appropriate to go, oh, hell, because I want... I know this is a bird walk. I apologies for the bird walk here, but the reason I'm doing this with her is because she is such a free spirit. Um, we have a lot of the same habits, I should say. And I never knew my grandparents. How so? I, yeah, I found my soulmate, Michelle Rogers. His name is Trip. My dog. So I never knew my grandparents as anything but grandparents. Right? You know what I mean? So, but now I'm talking to her and I'm like, I wonder, and my granddad was in World War II. He was in Italy in World War II. He was in Guam in World War II. He, he, he told me a few stories, but never ones that were self-incriminating. Oh, he was always, in, he was always back at the barracks. Up off. He was always back in the barracks reading his Bible and writing notes to his mother. <laughs> yeah, right, Grandpa. I got you, Travis. So, I think it's not, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of takers on this yet, but I have offered for a long time now to hear your stories, right? If you got a, you know, if your mom and dad want to tell their story to somebody that's not a, a family member, they can tell it to me and I'll record it, give it to them. I'll never use it, but we'll give it to them and they will spend all the time you want, hours. I'll go, hopefully I can go to their house and do it, but we have a smoke, we have a drink, whatever they like to do and just talk hear their stories and the reason I'm doing that is because I want your kids and your grandkids to be able to talk to you 
when you're gone. Right? I mean, I hope you're talking to him now, but you're probably not talking to him like you would talk to me. Like, like there's no way my neighbors know these stories. And I'm not telling. I'm not telling you stories. It's going to be up to her to tell them. I mean, I, I do tell my neighbors when I, I said, your mom was over here today. Woo! We need a couple days to process. But, you know, it's, uh, and I keep telling her, Taylor, you know, your, your, your grandkids need to know you as this person. They need to know you as something other than just a grandmother. They need to know it. Because you remember when we were kids growing up and we had these aberrant thoughts and we're like, oh my God, I'm so horrible. I'm masturbating. I'm going to go to hell. My grandmother supported that 100%. <laughs> You're going to lose your eyesight, kid. Quit turning that pulling you took it off or whatever. You, whatever. All the, you know, you go blind and, well, she's been wearing glasses for 30 years, so she was right. But not once did anybody say, don't worry about it, kid. We all go through that. We all like doing that. We just have to temper it. You can't be like a monkey. But... I think kids need to hear that. Now, they don't need to hear it from their parents, but from your grandparents when you're 20, that's different. And now, with the software that's coming out and this 4K stuff that we're recording, you know they'll be able to make holograms out of that. Hey, Kipper Biggs, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Oh, you don't have the link to the podcast, do you? Yeah, you do. But yes, Michelle Rogers, I found my soulmate. Right, trip. So, I don't know. I just want, I want people to talk. Yeah. I bet you were a funny lady too, Michelle. Do your kids know you about anything except their mom or a grandma? Or are you just a brown grandma to them? <sighs> What's that? Oh, the African parrot. That's right. So sure, we'll, we'll take another bird walk. If, if nobody has anything, I want to talk about that. Another little bird walk. We were talking earlier before the podcast. We usually meet up here. We have a few people look in the chat. We hang out a little bit, decide on our music, blah, 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 do the backstage, back screen or behind the stage stuff. What the fuck am I trying to say? Backstage stuff. Shit. Sorry, FCC. I'm not going to make this one either. Next time, right? Sure. It was like Jimmy Kimmel going, ah, we, we got Matt Damon in the back. We ran out of time. Same thing, FCC. You're never going to get yours. Hey, Cheryl, how are you? So, I was in Africa. I was in South Africa. We're staying at this town, uh, Constantia. It's a beautiful town, and I was staying at the White House. I think they call it the White Lodge now for obvious reasons. But it's called the White Lodge. Look it up. Google it, too, man. It's uh, you sit in the breakfast area. It's still there. And I, I hope the same lady still runs it. But you sit in the breakfast area, and you're there at Table Rock Mountain right in front of you, right? And I was in Constantia because that's where the U.S. bought 10 acres to put a, uh, an embassy. We have the best land for embassies. So I'm sitting there. And I'm just in awe of this place, right? And it's the first time I've ever seen super, super, I mean, grew up in the country. But South African, like, uh, free-range chickens, their yolks are fucking red. And they're not blood red, but they're not orange. They're too dark to be orange. And they're like, whoa. And so I've been there for it was my first trip uh, to that particular place in South Africa. And 
it was kind of jungly. It was kind of remote and kind of out there. And I, I was always in, you know, the big cities, Johanna, Joburg or something else. I was just in awe of it, right? We got banana trees everywhere. Just You just walk around, grab it, jump off a tree and eat it. Nobody cares. And having breakfast in this beautiful lady. She was older, kind of like my mom type of thing I never had. And I said, hey, is that this big? These parrots would just fly. I'm talking big parrots would just fly in and land and just hang out for a while and just leave. I mean, and you never see that in the United States. If you see a big parrot landing somewhere, get off the mushrooms, dude, right? So I know it happens in Florida sometimes, but Florida's not a real country. So we, uh, that's, that's, that's a whole different thing. So I'm sitting there and I said, man, she just, and you know how expensive big African green parrots are, surely? Like, yeah, thousands. And if they're 30 or 40 years old and have got a pretty good vocabulary, it's even more expensive. It's crazy how expensive they are. And I said, hey, is that an African green parrot? And she tapped me on the shoulder like your mother would. And she you're so sweet, Jeff. You're so nice. I said, what do you mean? She goes, here, we just call them green parrots. Stop, Trip. Because I was in Africa already. I don't know why I thought that was going to tell you that story. It'd be funny, but that's my story about parrots and birds in Africa. Oh, man. Africa is one of those places that I just don't get. Everybody says they, Africa's mother, Africa, mother home, and there is a different feel when you're in when you're in that African dirt. You feel different for sure. But I think it's more primal in Africa. I think I think what you're feeling there is in generational intelligence that says get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I really do, because you. I mean, you're, you're reading the papers in uh, in Johannesburg. I was staying at the Marriott. And they have of their their club level Marriott in Johannesburg. It's a three room, two floor suite with a grand piano and a dining room table for seventy eight dollars a night back in those days. And I'm sitting there eating breakfast. They they serve. They, it's a beautiful breakfast, and they have a beautiful hotel. And they serve. They they bring you the newspapers in these wood slats, and they're they're full size, and they never they never flatten out. It's just like you're reading them like this. It's beautiful, right? And the best coffee in the world is from Ethiopia and all that shit. And you're going through the newspaper, and you get to about page nine. On the bottom of page nine, there's this. I saw. I never forget. It. I saw a story that said two teenagers killed outside of 7-Eleven this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, bitten, both bitten by two separate black mamas. There were two snakes, and they got the two kids at a 7-Eleven. Kind of gives a whole new meaning to big bite, doesn't it, everybody? But those are those are three-step snakes, right? Those black mama things, and they're all over the place. And then another thing, the shanty towns, right? Now, geez, you ever seen the shanty towns, really? Yeah, you're on mute. So, shanties are uh, everybody has heard the term shanty, but over there they're official. So I'm sure you're familiar with it, or have heard of the word apartheid, right? And it's it's not it's not laundry turning for your golf clubs to make you shoot better. Apartheid, uh, birdie tide is what you need for that. So, do you know after apartheid or after apartheid there was there's definitely white sev. You know, rights and blacks have rights mulattoes have no rights if you're a mix if you have a little black in you a little white in you you got no rights 
And if you're if you got no rights and you're poor and you don't anything else, you go to the government and they give you a pack, a flat pack to put in and take back, and it's enough to build these four little walls, right? Oh, sorry, Michelle Rogers. Yeah, trips with me to trips. Michelle lost her dog a few a few back back in November. But so they build these they build these shanties. It's like it's like flammable wood for a floor and a couple of metal sides for the walls and a, and a roof. And then they go, and then somebody in the in the and then there's thousands of these things just smacked together, and people put them together, like make these little shanty condos and, and big like big rolling shanty ranches. And but they don't have power, electricity, or water. So somebody will climb up a high, a, a very big high line wire and strip the metal off of it, wrap a bare wire around it, and run it down to their house. And then everybody that's anywhere close to them runs their power off of that. So, that same morning that there was two killed by 7-Eleven, 700 died in a shanty town fire. 700 people died in a shanty town. I mean, and it was just, I think, one page before the kids that died at 7-Eleven. If, if, if a fire had 700 people here in the United States... The world would the, we would shut down for three days, right? I mean, it doesn't even make the front page of the newspaper there. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine right here in Oklahoma. Everybody, I've seen it. I've been there. I've done it. I know to stay home. Oh, that's my message for the day. Don't be a virtual signaler in Christianity. If you want to tell me about Christ, tell me about Christ. Don't have. Don't have conditions of well you can't you can't you have to look at me with a smile on your face or i'm not telling you about christ that's what that woman was saying you're wrong i'm right but i'm not going to tell you why anyway i guess i'm done bitching for an hour right you got 50 minutes in there with four minutes out in the first so what the hell right thank you for joining us over on the chat if you're in the chat and you would like to say something please log out of the chat click on guest link and come back in let's chat i'll give you a few seconds yeah michelle trip goes everywhere i go he even goes to work with me now i have a, a new job where he's allowed in even so i left him home today because he was super tired after the last after the weekend and uh they were like hey where's trip so just one more time that he's more popular than one more place he's more popular than I am, right? All right, everybody. Well, my name is Jeff Johnson. This has been Conversational Romance, the podcast. Um, we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We typically, Shirley's really good about getting these things out. She'll probably have it out tonight at some point in time. If not, it'll be up in the morning. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you find your podcast needs, you'll find us. If you Google conversational romance, you will see a disgusting amount of me. We're over on Patreon. It's Bell at 13500. We are on Instagram, Bell at 13500. TikTok, YouTube. Just everywhere. But in conversational romance, you'll find us. I need to start saying that slower, don't I? Conversational romance. All right, everybody. Thank you very much on the Instagram. Thank you very much in the chat. And we'll see y'all next time. Don't leave anybody. And we are stuck. But hey, I almost forgot.
don't forget. So on Wednesday, this is Monday night. On Wednesday night, we have uh, we have a special guest. It's a podcast recorded last week. Guy's name is Steve Martin. No, not that Steve. Steve Holly Martin. He's uh, he's an author, a producer, a uh, editor, a publisher, a little bit of everything. And he has a, a couple of new books out. One is called uh, The Fast Track to Consciousness. And I'm telling you what, that's an amazing book. We did a, an hour-long pod, pod, podcast, podcast about that earlier this week. So he's going to join us on the live version of the podcast on Wednesday night, 7 p.m., and then we'll, we'll we're blah, 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 blah. we're going to learn how to speak English after we're done with that. Maybe he'll teach me. Hey, saucy. So <clears throat> what we're going to do is we'll do a podcast, and uh, during that podcast, he's going to make his book free uh, on on uh, Amazon for 24 hours. If you view the podcast within 24 hours of our little thing, he'll make it free to free download. It's an incredible book. He goes into the theory that, that I've, I've, I've believed for a long time now, that thoughts and uh, ideas do not originate in the brain. And we have proof of that. We, uh, I have, it, it goes to the same theory that you don't see what's happening in real life. You've never seen anything live at all because it takes a few milliseconds to get to your brain. We talk about the, uh, the shift that's coming up and how it relates, ties Christianity and the metaphysical world together. Which is a big one for me. I hope you join us. Um, he is he is looking forward to having an audience. If we can have questions, that would be great. Um, if you wanna if you wanna talk to him for an hour, I'm thinking he would do it. What do you think, Shirley? Yeah, he does. I'm excited about it too. We're also gonna do some of his romance books, and he has a book now, uh, one of his first romance books. We're gonna start reading that next. That's our next romance novel, probably Tuesdays and Thursdays, or pre-record or something like that. So, thank you very much again. I appreciate the time. My name is Jeff Johnson. That's Shirley over there in the background yelling and screaming at me. She's the executive producer, producer, janitor, secretary, CEO, CFO. She's all that stuff. I'm just the talent. Not that you're not talented, Shirley, but it's different. So, thank you very much. We'll see you soon, and uh, keep looking up because your shoes are dirty. Bye, everybody.